0: All right, let's talk some ball. We're at the NFL Combine. We're on Radio Row, inside the Indiana Convention Center. I'm Matt Taylor, along with Colts.com writer JJ Stangovitz. Dan Graziano is with us right now at our table. NFL Insider for ESPN. You see him all the time on uh, on the Get Up, on Sports Center. You hear him on ESPN Radio as well. Dan, welcome back to Indianapolis, man. How are you?
1: I'm great, man. It's my pleasure to be
0: here. It's funny,
1: I'd say to somebody like. Other than the places I've lived, I don't know if there's a city I feel like I know better <laughs> than Indianapolis
0: where I yeah. spend this week every
1: single yeah, year. Yeah, especially but.
0: like this little corridor, yes, right? The south right. side of Indianapolis. Maryland
1: Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very familiar with, uh, with the with the
0: offerings. From, from your angle, uh, how pleased were you that the Combine stayed in Indianapolis? How big of a deal oh, was that for you?
1: I think it's the difference between ma- being worth coming to the Combine and not. Yeah. Because, like, the reason I come uh, is not to watch people run the 40 it's because everyone's here right that the the, mm-hmm. the gms the front office people the coaches the agents you know for better or for worse yeah they they're all here so like you're here to do the the week-long schmooze mm-hmm. right and and, <laughs> and you know maintain relationships you have find new ones go home with more phone numbers than you than you came with right so if they moved it to like la That's not going to be the same. It's not going to be like you can walk around and bump into people. So (laughs) you'd have to assess whether it's worth
2: going, honestly. Do you think if the combine were to move from Indianapolis that teams would start assessing personnel? Because I know they're already doing it. Some teams are not even sending their coaches. But would more teams potentially be pushed to assessing, is it worth it to send our personnel?
1: I think so. Because what are you getting? And you do see teams... Pulling back already in terms yeah. of sending their coaches here because they feel like they can, you know, they can get the interviews done elsewhere and all that. So yeah, I do. I, I think th- the pushback on this, on moving it, you know, last year. If you guys remember, last year it felt like, oh, this could be the last one. Yeah, it was doomsday right? last mm-hmm. year. Um, but the pushback seems to be. I mean, so far the league has kind of listened, and, and I think there's a feeling, you know, it's centrally located in terms of the rest of the country everybody knows what they're doing it like people know where they're going to stay and where they're going to have their meetings and like so i think that there's if there were change it would prompt what you're talking about every team would probably assess is it really still worth going as opposed to just oh we go because we always have right mm-hmm. uh so yeah I, I do think it would change significantly uh,
0: you talked about the schmooze i mean yeah. do, do you enjoy the schmooze i mean it's sort of like <laughs> <laughs> it's like part of
1: it right it's i guess part of the job <laughs> i mean look there's parts of it yes i mean it can be a lot of fun Um, there are a lot of people that I only see here Uh that I enjoy talking to, that I'll be texting and calling throughout the year, but this is the one time I have to... -to Face-to-face. Buy them a drink or get lunch, so... Yeah, I I do enjoy that. I mean, it's long. It's a long. I mean, I'm I'm 50 years old. Like, (laughs) like to to stay out until one or two in the morning and be up at six and then do it again for three, four more days. You know, it's it's what it It takes its its toll.
0: Part of the job. Yeah, I understand. That's Dan Graziano with us, NFL insider from ESPN. All right, let's talk about the Colts. A few weeks back, Shane Steichen comes in, Mm -hmm. announces the head coach. What did you initially think of of that fit? For the Colts and where they're at right now,
1: you know everything was breaking at the Super Bowl, so a lot of Eagles people around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what do you guys think of Gannon? What do you guys think of Steichen and all? That? Uh, he's he's thought of by people he's worked with as as you know highly intelligent in terms of the way he he perceives and designs and operates offense, calls plays, all that kind of stuff. So, um, obviously, the question with anyone like this is how does that translate? You know, from the as they say the small room to the big room, right? Yeah. Like when you have um, I don't, you know, I don't know if Nick Sirianni, everybody knew that he was going to be what he is in Philadelphia, right? Because when you're an assistant coach or a coordinator, you may not be showing all of yourself as a leader, right? As so, I think, um, I think it sounds like he has what it takes in terms of what he's got going on upstairs, and and we'll all find out together, you know, what whether he has that other stuff. Obviously, the Colts and Chris Ballard and Jim Ursay believe that he does, um, and so you know he emerged from, I think by far the biggest group of candidates of any team that uh, that that uh, mm-hmm. hired a new head coach right. this offseason so but yeah i think there's I mean, guys if, if you find a quarterback he's probably going to be <laughs> right.
0: successful and if you don't he probably i mean that's you know that's the lesson of the past however many years here right is that it for you i mean the quarterback is is way more important than coach or no
1: i, I mean but i i'm saying like he, you're going to be hamstrung sure i mean like i mean frank reich is a good coach Right. But I mean, it got to the point where sure. nothing was working at that position. And then and things obviously bottomed out this past year. So it can, you know, Brian Dayball wins with Daniel Jones and then we'll see whether Jones is on his way somewhere or whether they, you know, he, they got the most out of him this year. But mm-hmm. it, it's very difficult to, to live like that year to year. So I think it seems to me like the priority of the organization is and, and should be like, hey, we really got to get this figured out once and for all at this position because I mean, it makes everything else easier.
2: When you look at the NFL landscape, do a a number of the veteran quarterback dominoes need to fall before you might see trades within the draft? Yeah. You know, does Aaron Rodgers need to make his decision, Derek Carr? You know, Lamar Jackson, that gets settled. Mm-hmm. And then some of the veteran free agents like a Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, do those need to get settled before you might see the Bears make a move at number one?
1: Maybe to some extent, but I, I quarterback is such an eye of the beholder thing, right? So, like, you may – if you're the Colts at four, right, or if you're the Raiders at wherever they are,
2: eight. Seven, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you may prefer – Maybe you prefer a Garoppolo, so you need to figure that out before you decide whether to make that move. Or maybe if you're the Colts at four, you don't want to go veteran free agent again. And so you're more eager to make the move from four to one. Again, speculating here. I haven't, I mean, sure. I don't think any of those conversations are at the ready to pull the trigger right, stage or even right. close. But no, I think if, if you are in a position where you feel like we love one of these quarterbacks in the draft and we think he's the franchise guy and we'd much rather do that than two years of. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, whatever. So so I think it depends on the team in answer to your question. Um, in some cases, maybe yes.
2: Is there a cutoff for, like, obviously if you sign Derek Carr, mm-hmm. he's going to be your guy. You're probably not drafting a quarterback in the top ten behind probably him. Probably not, depending
1: on what deal you give him, yeah.
2: But is there a cutoff of, like, if Jimmy Garoppolo gets a, a one-year $12 million contract or Ooh. two-year Tough I'm just negotiator guessing numbers <laughs> here. How about okay? How about three-year, forty-two million? I don't know. I'm just guessing yeah, yeah, numbers on. here. Anyway. Is there like a cutoff for if you sign because I, I when I covered the Bears, the Bears signed Mike Glennon uh, to that contract oh, that yes. everyone Who widely panned, yeah, uh, and they then drafted Mitch Trubisky. They did. So you could still sign that veteran quarterback. I'm just wondering, is there like a, a cutoff yeah. of like player or number of like if they sign player x to this contract all right they're probably not going that direction Mm -hmm. versus if they go under it they could still have that window to get a quarterback
1: well in the in your example like what do you need your veteran quarterback to be right are you drafting cj stroud who may be able to be your starter in 2023 Mm -hmm. are you drafting anthony richardson who may need a year you know right so that in that case maybe you do find a veteran that you're looking at as a guy that we need to maybe start this year versus a veteran that we think can be a backup or can start a game here or there if the rookie struggles or if he gets hurt, that kind of thing. So, so again, that's probably – that depends on which of the draft quarterbacks you're looking at and what you think of their sort of instant readiness to play. That will probably determine yeah. – um, and then, of course, the rest of the market. I mean, you may find that Jimmy Garoppolo is priced out of your price range if that's the way you're thinking. Somebody may be throwing $35 million a year at him to be their starting quarterback, and then that doesn't fit the plan you're talking right. about.
0: Stan Graziano, NFL Insider from ESPN. Dan, I've been asking just about everybody, trying to get a a pulse on this, and people in your position in the know, um, how crazy do you think this is going to get between the Colts and the Texans and the Bears and potentially a team like the Panthers? I mean, how competitive and how much of the market is just going to get driven up in the next couple of weeks here?
1: I think, you know, this week is such a fact-finding mission for a lot of these teams you could come out of here with with a a consensus opinion on one of the quarterbacks that makes them a must-go-get, right? And then all of a sudden, yes, maybe it does get competitive. Maybe the Bears have the ability to say, hey, Texans, if you don't make the deal with us, the Colts are going to come do Mm -hmm. it, right? And then all of a sudden, if you're the Bears, you're sitting pretty, then the price goes up and up and up and up. So, yeah, it could because of the fact that you have, you know, those two teams. And I think, you know, to some extent, Tennessee is probably thinking at least long-term at the position. I know they reaffirmed uh, Tannehill yesterday, right. but that it, doesn't mean they shouldn't try and, you know, think. So if they have somebody they like. So th- when you have teams in the division that are, that are yeah. picking in the first round and have the ability to move like that, yeah, I think it could get nuts. Look, Chicago would love to deal the pick. Their next pick after number one right now is like 54. So, like, and and they need all kinds of help all Mm -hmm. over the roster, and the free agent class isn't necessarily great. So, I think they would love to to add some picks in between one and fifty four. I mean,
0: it's it's one thing to be haunted by uh, a a draft miss or Mm -hmm. you know someone moving up in front of you and getting the guy that you really liked, right? That that's one layer of it, but it's another layer of it to be haunted by. A team in your division you that gets the guy, and yeah. you have to suffer right. through, through that guy on the opposite sideline, right? Yeah,
1: you got to play him twice a year. You got to compete against him to get where you want to go. Yeah, that, that can be. And that's why, yeah, if you're the Bears, I, I totally play those teams off each other. Yeah. That's just
2: good business. Is there a scenario? Where And I know it's still early, so probably all scenarios are valid, but a scenario where the Texans don't take a quarterback at number two.
1: I think that's interesting. Um, I think it's, it's, pro- it's likely that they do, but I don't think it's ridiculous to imagine a scenario in which they don't because they also need help on defense. And mm-hmm. I, so let's say you know, you're know you not sold on the quarterbacks. We've got to grab whoever, Will Anderson at number two, uh, and then we would have the 12th pick, and we can address mm-hmm. quarterback there, and maybe we can... Now, maybe we can sign Derek Carr. You know, somebody to kind of be a bridge, Um, you know, Sam Darnold. I mean, there are all kinds of guys out there that can be the bridge kind of quarterback. So, yeah, I I think that if I were a betting man, which I'm not, I would probably lean toward Texans taking a quarterback at two. But I, I think when you look at we've got to consider all options, I think that is a legitimate one that they have talked about. Do we need to do that? Or can we wait till twelve? Even you, know, you don't have to wait till twelve. You can maybe move back up right. from twelve to nine. You have two right? first-round picks sure. in
2: 2024 as
1: well. Exactly. So yeah, they're well positioned. Um, and again, they're by the end of the week, they'll have a different opinion on Bryce Young and CJ Stroud and all these guys than they than they yeah. probably do
0: now. You know, it's, it's we're talking to anybody and everybody down here. That's, that's what you do here at the Combine, getting a gauge on on how all the draft uh, insiders, how they feel about the quarterbacks. But from from the people that you talk to, from, from the teams that you're dialed in with, Dan, what are they saying about the differences between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and then maybe if there's a drop-off between Levis and, and Richardson? I
1: think the sense I'm getting is that people think that C.J. Stroud... You know, it would probably be a good, you know, very good to very good NFL quarterback. Maybe not the kind of ceiling that you see with a guy that might go, you know, number one or two overall. And and that young is the is the better player in terms of you know how he throws, how he anticipates, uh, how he you know Mm -hmm. how he how he operates pre-snap, all that that kind of stuff. But what you hear on Bryce Young is, I wish he was taller. I wish he was bigger. And that's a real concern. Like there's a concern about him holding up. So. There'll be, I'm sure there'll be all kinds of news this week about when he measures and, and, and all that. But that is the concern with him. I think that there's a feeling that if he, you know, they love everything about the way he plays quarterback. But the question is, at that size, can it be successful in the NFL? And uh, and, and we'll see. I still think he'll go very, very high, if not number one. But that's the, the mm-hmm. holdup on him.
2: Are teams still surprised by measurements or testing? that might happen at the combine? Because, you know, what this talk about Bryce Young. Is he going to be 5'11"? Is he going to be over 200? Right. It's like if he hits those numbers or doesn't hit those numbers, are teams going to be surprised? Or are you going to see teams ripping him off their draft board if he measures under those, you know, height, weight requirements?
1: I think in some cases you might because um, analytics departments will have the data. If you're under this height under this weight whatever this is what you get there's mm-hmm. been out of you know out of 75 right. in league history two have been starters for more than you know started yeah. however many games right. like they have <laughs> all that i don't know but i mean that's the kind <laughs> right, right. Of, so yes i do believe there's a cutoff um i mean you've heard i've heard of other position groups there was honestly um the kid the ravens took from notre dame last year the safety
2: kyle uh, hamilton yeah
1: yeah he um there was like i had one evaluator last year tell me he was too tall for a safety like there's no record of, of there's no history uh-huh. of safeties at he's that, like at that height yeah. yeah right so they definitely there are definitely those numbers for some teams and while yeah look obviously it depends hey if you need a quarterback if you think this he's special he can overcome it sure right. but right. yeah those guidelines are pretty they're pretty firm for a lot of these teams
0: all right last one Dan I know you got to run you got a very busy schedule so we really appreciate your time I, I guess just big picture on the Colts when you look at them I know it's probably an unfair question right because they don't Know who the quarterback is going to no. be, and we haven't had free agency in the draft. But just your your optimism surrounding the Colts in a league filled with parity, where we see teams every year make the playoffs that didn't the year before. Teams go from worst to first. W- where are you with the Colts and their ability to potentially rebound from four twelve and one?
1: I think it's a grade of incomplete until we know who's going to be playing quarterback. Yeah. And by the way, left tackle. You know what I mean? <laughs> like at some point, they're going to have to figure that spot out too. It's been a while there. Uh, as well, I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know, but um, yeah, I just think whatever the plan is at quarterback for them, I think once that reveals itself, we'll have a little better sense of okay, well this works, and then here's what they do at receiver, and then here's what we think about the chances of the offensive line rebounding and playing better than it did, you know, and, and then and then and you know, is Shaquille Leonard going to be yeah, healthy? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a it's a it's a team honestly that with a lot of question marks, as you know, obviously the record. I think would indicate. No doubt about it.
0: Yeah. Well, one of our favorites here on Radio Row, that's Dan Graziano from ESPN. Here's to staying up late, man. Getting through the getting <laughs> through the late. week and getting up early. <laughs>
1: yeah. Good combination. Getting some
0: getting some coffee in, yeah. That's Dan Graziano. Dan, thanks for the time, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dan.